song the podcast where your song becomes our song i'm your host robert perry cruz and with me tonight is oh nobody oh uh i wanted to talk about thrash unreal by against me from their 19 uh, sorry from their 2007 album new wave and nobody ever wants to talk to me about this song i don't know why so hey i guess i'll do it by myself this is a song by a band that i do not particularly have a huge affinity for but I did hear this single on the radio back when you could listen to the radio and hear new music and really just instantly fell in love with its kind of catchy hooks. Now, Against Me, for those of you who don't know, is considered a punk band. Uh, so their first few albums were very, you know, punk, much more hardcore, I think, than, than the, certainly this one. And I've heard, heard most of this album at this point. And New Wave was their, I believe it was their fourth album. It came out on a major label. It was kind of their their punk sellout album, because if you're a punk band, you have to eventually sign with a major label when you're popular, and then you're a sellout, and you don't make good music. Uh, I, I haven't heard too much of their older stuff, but certainly this album is much slicker. I would imagine uh, they have Bruce Vig as the, or sorry, not Bruce, Butch Vig as their producer, who does have a really, really good sound, but that probably sounds much more produced than uh, their their original albums. Uh, now, Against Me, just for those of you who don't know, and I didn't know this till I did the research for this episode, uh, at the time New Wave was released, and at the time Thrash Unreal came out as their, I think it was the first or second single off this album, they were a four-piece four piece band, though many of the members have kind of come and gone over the years. The main driving force has been the singer-songwriter Thomas, uh, Thomas Gable, Tom Gable, who is now known as Laura Jane Grace because he uh, transitioned to uh, to a female. So even though when this song came out and if you watch the video on the website you'll see that uh, he you know that that she was still uh, had not transitioned uh, had not really come out as transgender. Uh, I believe the current way to do pronouns in that case is to do she across the board even though at the time uh, Laura would have been classified as as male. So I'll be referring to 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 Tom as she uh, just for the sake of brevity and to not be super confusing about the whole thing. And it doesn't come up too much more after this. Just interesting, interesting evolution of the band and evolution of the lead singer and kind of wonder how much it plays into the song itself. So this song, when we're talking about the music, which again is those of you who listen to the show know music is more my thing than, than many of the guests. This is actually a song where I really love it for the lyrics. Now, certainly if you're listening to the song itself, it's it's very catchy, very catchy hook. You've got those great ba 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 kind of uh, chorus in the background that sort of brings you along with the song. But there's not a lot going on musically. It really is 
repetitive music. Not repetitive bad, repetitive just a theme that continues throughout. And it's got, you know, your catchy chorus and your catchy hooks. You've got some really, you know, simple but sweet harmonies. To me, the lyrics are really where this song shines. And considering this is a song that has sort of simple melodies, though, you know, hard rock punk melodies, and it's a song about a character and it tells a story... I would consider this more of a, a folk song in a way than a punk song. Maybe punk folk? Is that a thing? Polk? Polk. We'll call it that. This, the song itself, uh, if you read the lyrics on the website or if you are familiar with the song already, really tells uh, tells a story, paints the picture of a woman, probably early middle-aged woman, who grew up in the 80s. Uh, you can kind of tell because they referenced Billy Idol's Rebel Yell, which was a 83, 82-83. And about a woman who really is still living the same lifestyle she was living when she was a teenager, when she was in her early 20s. She wants to go out. She wants to dance. She doesn't want to stop. Uh, She doesn't care about her job. She never went to college, never really did much with her career. She's sort of just living in the moment, even though her moment probably passed 20 years earlier. Uh, not to, not to be mean. You could be middle aged and still be super cool, but uh, usually you're not probably partying as hard as this as this character is. Uh, still getting out, going out and getting drunk, throwing up all over the place. Which again, not something any of you who are over maybe twenty six, twenty seven probably enjoy doing anymore. Then uh, still doing drugs. There's a lot of reference to the fact that this character is, if not a heroin addict, a heroin user, because of course there's no bones about it. Everyone can tell that she's got track marks. She's, she's still shooting up heroin. And, you know, at times, this song really kind of seems like it's not necessarily poking fun at her, but but definitely pointing out how out of date she is, that she doesn't really know what's going on. She's probably going to the same clubs that were cool in 83, even though in 2007, they would probably be run down holes in the wall rather than the big happening places. I sort of imagine uh, if you've seen the Terminator, I forget the name of the, there's a bar where Linda Hamilton goes and she's running from the Terminator and it's got like a nice pink neon sign and just really cheesy, like a saved by the bell look to the whole thing. I'm guessing she's still going to a place like that, that probably looks incredibly sad and in our modern, in our modern viewpoint. Uh, it also, the song talks about how she's going out she's dancing. She's trying to find a guy to go home with and how over the years, that's become harder and harder for her because, of course, she has been partying hard since she was a teenager and she looks it and there's no way. You know, the song is pretty nice about how um, she's waiting for someone um, to come over, but there's not a lie in the world you could use to make the boys believe you're still in your 20s. So at this point, there's just no way, you know, it's like the actors, I could play anywhere from 20, 22 to, to, to 42. There's no way she's passing for, for anything younger than her actual age, which is, again, probably late 30s, early 40s. And how, you know, she's not really wanted. So she's going out and she's doing all these things. And there's a great, you know, I think the, the refrain is excellent, or the chorus. Uh, no no mother ever dreams her daughter's going to grow up to be a junkie. No mother ever dreams that her daughter is going to grow up to be alone. So it really comes back to the idea that this 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 character, the, the woman in the song, is not necessarily someone that you would want to be. She isn't anyone that 
that uh, certainly, uh, you know, Laura, Laura Grace, the writer and singer, I think envies because no one ever thinks that they're going to have a child who grows up and sort of just wastes their life away and doesn't have a family. Uh, but at times the song, as much as it's painting this picture of this kind of pathetic loser, it, it, it does have a tinge of sympathy for her. The idea that maybe she's just not the kind of person. This is the life she's going to lead. She's not the kind of person that's going to have marriage and family. That she's... The night's going to end when she's damn well ready. She is in control of her life. She is in control of her interests. And even though she's not doing as well as she used to do, she's not meeting guys, she's still using drugs, she's still getting drunk like a teenager, she's looking pretty haggard at this point, there's a sense at that last line, and I definitely want to talk more about this line, that if she had to live it all over again, you know she wouldn't change anything for the world. And when I was looking online at what other people might think of this song, because I have an interpretation, and that has not changed, but I wanted to know, is my interpretation the same one as many people online? And there weren't a lot of people who were talking about this song, uh, or that had interpretations of this song, but mostly what I would find were people describing this song as one of sort of empowerment, that this is a woman who no matter what people say, the idea of being a female is you can go out and get drunk and you can go out and party and you can live your own life and you don't have to be a mom. You don't have to live up to society's standards of what a woman should be, a home, a happy homemaker, taking care of kids, being serious and responsible all the time. And while I think there are parts of this song that do point to the fact that, you know what, anyone can be whatever they want to be. I really take pause at that interpretation. Because when I hear this song, I see it really as a much more tragic song. Not tragic in the sense that this is a character who themselves is depressed or who themselves thinks this is a horrible series of choices they've made in their life. But we as the listener, through the lyrics, through the music should pick up on the fact that even though this person is happy with their life, the fact that they're happy with these choices is almost the saddest part. That all of the things that this character has done have really shut off huge opportunities in the rest of her life. She doesn't have a good job. She doesn't have anyone stable, it seems like, in her life to take care of her. And while she's certainly enjoying her life, just like she did when she was young, just like she did when she was in her early 20s, and she's still having a great time and still living life by her own rules, I think anyone above a certain age realizes that that isn't a tenable way to go through life. It's not like she's going on magical vacations or traveling the world and doing exciting things. I mean, she's just going out and getting drunk and getting high and sleeping around. And that's not... Uh, that's not a lifestyle that lasts forever. Uh, for some people, it's never been a lifestyle. Nerdy podcast hosts, for instance. And at some point, it has to end. You can't keep that pace up forever. So for us as the listener, when we hear that last, that last lyric, if she had to do it all over again, you know, she wouldn't trade anything for the world. I think the song ends with... Uh, just a just, just a, a sustained chord, and it, it it's still it's still an upbeat chord, but just the way that the last lyric said anything for the world and the world is held, and 
the chord is just held and then it sort of fades out. It really, to me, has a message of sadness behind it. And I really see the whole song as one of a tragedy. And as much as I think the lyrics paint this this sort of humorous picture, a sort of interesting picture of a character, I think the underlying message of the song is you can live whatever life you want to, but there's something tragic about choosing to live that life. So I may be totally wrong. Perhaps Laura Grace wrote this as, nope, it's totally about being awesome forever, or uh, everyone online has got the right interpretation. But again... What's the show about? But whatever your interpretation of the song is, is what your interpretation of the song is. So, hey, that is mine. Thrash Unreal is about a tragic figure. Now, I mentioned earlier in the episode that I consider the song less punk and more folk. Uh, Well, having discussed it for a while, I hope you kind of see where I'm coming from on that. It's a pretty simple set of harmonies, pretty simple melody. It tells a story rather than sort of being about metaphor. And when I think of folk songs, I think of songs that are relatively simple, songs that are very singable, and songs that tell a story about a character, and sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're tragic. So to that extent, this really reads more to me like a folk song than it does, say, a straight-up a straight up punk song. And I kind of like that about it. I think it's I think it makes it very special. It certainly makes it stand out from a lot of the other songs on the album, which I think are more straightforward, uh, many of them very good, but more straightforward punk songs. Uh, Now, for those of you who are rock band fans, this song is downloadable, though it's very hard to sing because, as you can hear, uh, Laura Grace, at at the time Tom Gable, really screams every single lyric of this song, and it is a testament to her voice that even though the lyrics are being screamed behind this rough melody... It is still a very, very pretty song about kind of a ugly subject, you know, throwing up and doing drugs and uh, being kind of pathetic and old that no one loves you. So kudos to you against me. You really put together a very strange package in creating this song. Now, one of the things that I'm curious about, having listened to the song many times in the past few days, and of course, once I listen to the song a few times, I get that, bah, 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 it's just in my head, and, and I'm glad. I don't want it to leave my head. I really love it in there. Uh, I come back to that last lyric, wouldn't trade anything for the world. That's kind of being sustained in the back of my thoughts as I go through my day, is why nobody really but me likes this song. I have tried very hard to get the people in my family, mostly just my wife, and my friends when they come over, we'll play it on Rock Band, and it just feels like it's a vacuum in the room. It's like a big resounding thud. Oh God, this is the song we're going to do. And I don't know if it's because the lyrics are mostly screamed or because the subject matter is kind of depressing or if the repetition gets on other people's nerves if they haven't discovered any sort of appreciation for the song or it just is one of those songs that for whatever reason doesn't work i mean it worked enough to make the billboard charts i believe so it's not like nobody cared about this song uh, when it first came out but for whatever reason i don't know it doesn't seem to be resonating with everyone else but hey you know what Uh, i don't think i've had a good 15 minutes to explain why i think uh, this song is so special to me it tells a story i think it's a story that is well thought out and detailed, and at its heart has a sadness behind it that is only for us, the listener. It really isn't in the song itself. It's for us to figure out as listeners, and I think that 
makes it quite tragic and heartwarming in a way, which are two weird words to put together. But you, I mean, you know how it is when something is kind of tragic. It makes you feel much more than if something were just, yep, that's a song, isn't that pretty, or it's kind of fun, because kind of fun is fleeting. But things that make you kind of sad and make you think about your own life and think about the choices you made. Um, God knows I listen to this song, and I'm very, very happy that I <laughs> you know, have a family and that I have these things in my life. And, you know, that phrase, I wouldn't trade anything... I wouldn't trade anything in the world uh, to, to, I don't want to do things differently, is one that I think we usually talk about when we're talking about stories about people and their families and about people who've uh, settled down in life. And even though they might miss some of the things, some of the adventures they used to have, they're happy at the, you know, the road they've been on and the path that they've taken. And so it is kind of a nice twist of phrase here at the end of this song that it's used uh, to talk kind of positively about this character. However, I don't think it's really meant to be positive. So if your interpretation is, nope, this song's totally about being awesome, no matter how old you are, and not caring what other people think, then, you know, hey, that is certainly possible. But it is not the interpretation I take home. And I hope if you disagree with me, at least you now understand how my mind is working. And if you've listened to a few of these episodes, I that's kind of the crux of a lot of the show. So hopefully that makes sense to you as well. So I kind of explained to me why this song is is my song, why it's special to me. But as I said, nobody else really agrees with me. So I'm going to try. This is my last ditch pitch for Thrash Unreal by Against Me and why it should be our song, all of our song. And I think when it comes down to it, it is a song that at its, at its surface level is just kind of a interesting punk I don't want to say footnote. That seems mean, but but to some extent, it's it's not a super well known song. I don't I don't think Against Me is 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 incredibly well known in the mainstream. So at its heart, it's kind of you know oh it's kind of a fun little song. I listen to it for a minute or so, but it gets a little boring. Oh that and kind of the the hooky chorus and the ba ba ba's that's kind of cute. But you just you just listen to it and you imagine it and you think about it, and perhaps you want to take my interpretation to heart. Maybe you want to put that in to your listening of the song. I know there are plenty of, say, uh, say movies that when I hear people talk about them, I take a movie that I was sort of lukewarm on or wasn't sure what I, if I liked them, but when I hear someone else's interpretation, it sort of, not always, but a lot of times it kind of clicks and I think about the movie in a new way and it resonates more with me. So why should it be our song? Well, I think you need to give it a listen. I would love it if you take my interpretation to heart, but hey, maybe just listen to the story it tells yourself, and I think you will find it enjoyable, and I hope that you will get something out of it, whether it just makes you feel like, yeah, yeah, girl, you got it. Keep living your life however you want to. Okay, that's that's fine, uh, but maybe you, maybe you agree with me, and you'll see it as a hidden tragedy, and I think, to me, that is the piece that will stay with you. And that is the piece that will make you think and feel. And when you think and feel, it really makes it hard to call that subject you're thinking and feeling about anything but our song. Aw. Well, that's it for this episode. It's a pretty short one because, again, I do not have a guest. So I am rambling by myself for this chunk of time. Hope you enjoyed the show. 
If you'd like, you can always check our website out at playingoursong.net, where we post a preview episode at the beginning of the week before this one goes up. So if you heard the episode and didn't see the preview, go check it out. We've got video, lyrics, all that good stuff. Links to buy. This album is free on Amazon Prime. I don't think I get any money for that, but it's worth listening to, really. You can uh, find us on Facebook at playing our song, facebook.com slash playing our song.net. You can follow me on Twitter at playing underscore our song, where I have been woefully un, un, untweety these past few weeks. I've kind of been busy with some other, other projects. If you would like to suggest a song or if you would like to be on the show with your own song, we'll always be very happy to have you. You can email me at rob at playingoursong.net. And you can listen to some of our older podcasts either on iTunes or on Stitcher to get a sense of what we usually like to talk about. And what we like to talk about is what you want to talk about, unless it's an episode just with me, in which case I'll talk about whatever I want because, hey, my show, uh, at least tonight, my, <laughs> my show and my show only. Well, thanks, uh, very so- thanks ever so much for listening to my ramble about Crash Unreal. I hope you give it a chance. And we'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, remember, it's your song. So play it long and play it loud. Bye.